Hey, Mostly Soccer Podcast listener. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the 33rd episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 20th. Forgot what Correct. day it was for a second. At 4.35 p.m. sharp, my name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy thankful. Jimmy thankful. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, by the time you hear this, it will not be quite Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving but it Eve. Will be, yeah, probably Thanksgiving Eve, or if you're a diehard Mostly Soccer Podcast fan, you'll be listening on it. November 20th, yeah, which would be Thanksgiving Eve Eve, which is perhaps the best Eve. Disagree? Agree? Thoughts? Thoughts? Um, I'm going to go with Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas That's Eve slightly Eve. better. I prefer Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Jimmy? As would most people. That actually brings up a little good question in my mind. If you could get rid of Halloween, would you do it? No, I like Halloween. Halloween stinks. Why do you hate Halloween? I just always hate it. I Why just are don't you not like fun? It. You're such an old man. Oh, I'm you. supposed to be the old man of this podcast, no. not you. Halloween stinks. What's the point? All right. We're gonna put up a, <laughs> I want to put up a Twitter poll. Halloween stinks does it stink or not? Or does it not stink? Um, so, Jimmy, we're coming off an international break. The saddest of weeks. Yeah. Why do they still have these things? I think we question we need to this get rid every of week. We, we've moved as on as a species. Let's get rid of international breaks. <laughs> the UEFA Nations League, though, is yes. apparently having some good games. Yes. I haven't been watching. I did watch um, some of Germany, Netherlands. Why does Germany keep losing? Because they're bad. Why are they bad? <laughs> I hate bad. it. I don't know. It makes me bad. sad to see the Germans fail. Uh, I can tell you, I've watched enough of Germany lately and Bayern to say, Manuel Neuer... Not anything special anymore. Really? He's you not think bad. He's, you think he's, he's perfectly fine, but he's on the decline. Like, he's nowhere near Ter Stegen. De Gea, Ter Stegen, Old Block. Burn Leno. Burn Leno, <laughs> Ederson, Allison yeah. level. He's he's not. Wow. He's, he's falling off yeah, that I, bad. I, when I watch, at least what I've seen, and granted, his teams have not been playing well, so maybe yeah. it's harsh to put it on him. But he just doesn't look like. I mean, there the was a time a few yeah. years ago where. He literally looked like you could not score. He was the Germany, yes, the real life like, Germany. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The walking the strudel keeper. man. Tosta uh, <laughs> <the laughs> strudel, yes. and then he saves your PK with yes. his and pinky finger. I just don't. I don't see that anymore. With <laughs> the toaster strudel man. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that creepy ass commercial? Yes, where the kid in the later hosen, <laughs> and then he would do the tosta strudel. That, that was that was Neuer. That Manuel was Neuer, a younger Manuel Neuer. Oh man. I need to get out to Germany when they do the later hosen thing, the Oktoberfest. That would be incredible. Yeah, should put that on. I need to start just wearing later hosens. You, it would fit you. No, it would look. I've been told I look like a German. You do more specifically, Julian Draxler. Julian, no, Julian Draxler has dark hair. Don't you remember? Short. Don't you remember? I won that. For those of you who don't know, actually, this is actually a decent story. All right, yeah, go. I won. I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, the PL in the USA. Yes, you, oh, that Twitter yeah, I account. That. Well, I don't think I've ever told this story on. Go here. ahead, go ahead. But uh, a few, well, 2017, they ran a contest. Uh, if you are the biggest Premier League fan in the USA, you'd enter, which I did, and I won, and I won a trip to go see Chelsea play in the final mm-hmm. at uh, Stamford Bridge, which was pretty incredible. And when they were tweeting pictures of me in my Arsenal gear, uh, like they gave us some like little like trinkets from the arsenal mm-hmm. gift shop and someone replied to the post and said like i didn't know arsenal signed draxler this off season <laughs> i was very flattered by it uh, i don't think you look like draxler you definitely look yeah. like a german like if you told me you were like a german center back for Bayer leverkusen i would believe it yeah that would make sense i i feel like i'd be Bayern leverkusen material me and julian brandt and jonathan ta would all be kicking it together but Jimmy, anything else notable from the international break? We just kind of stopped well, watching that USA-Italy yeah, game. Yeah, which it was is so still nil-nil last time I checked. Shocker. Um, yeah, I did love that the striker for Italy's name was Lasagna. Oh, Italy actually yes. won 1-0. Yeah. Who scored was it Lasagna? It was Matteo Politano and Roberto Gagliardini gave him the assist. Hmm. Lasagna was actually subbed out for Matteo oh, Politano. 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I watched that game. It was uh, – I thought it was going to be good. You know, we're two, we're two paisans, we're two, two, two Italian-American self. So hmm. I thought, oh, this will be a good game to watch. And no, nah, it really wasn't. It was yeah. pretty much a dud. USA is – yeah, so with that, watch. I'll talk about that. I've watched both their games this international break. I watched them get absolutely embarrassed by England's backup team, primarily. I mean, Lewis Dunk was starting center back. Lewis Dunk's good. He's good, but he's he's not Harry Maguire or John Stones. I guess so. He's not. I mean, yeah. he's fine. He's, he's perfectly fine. He's, he's a good player. No, mm-hmm. no disrespect to him and no disrespect to anyone who played that game, but it was clearly the backups for England, and they dominated. Like, it, it wasn't even close. It was quite embarrassing mm-hmm. to watch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, please get a coach. Let's we got to move on. It, yeah. This is just bad. It makes me sad to watch USA. I used to look forward to it. For yeah. years, I looked forward to their games. It was excited when we had international breaks to watch them. Mm-hmm. And now it just makes me angry and sad every time I watch yeah. them. And I don't know if it's more sad or anger. It's a little bit of both. I know. I feel yeah. I I really don't enjoy watching the USA play lately, and uh, it's so, it's tough for me because yeah. I'm. I mean, I want to like it. Right. That's can't. the thing. It's like you want to. Um, They're just kind of boring. Yeah. They don't. I mean, it's fun to watch like Pulisic and the younger guys play, but it's like at the end of the day, you still want to win. Mm-hmm. And when you're not winning, it's not fun to watch. Yeah. With but, um, we should talk about the Nations League a little bit and just say that uh, there's gonna be a final. For the group winners in Portugal this summer. Yeah. And those winners are the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Shockingly. After won the, the group Van with Dijk. France and Germany. Yes. Yeah. Virgil van Dijk. The striker. The Strifender. And then maybe the biggest shot. Switzerland. Over Belgium. Switzerland. Switzerland's low-key good team. Yes. I, I was high on them in the World yes. Cup. Um, Grant Jock is actually good for them. Yeah. I know. He's a different player, yeah. it seems. Um, Portugal. Going in over, which I mean makes sense since they're hosting. It's a good thing they mm-hmm. made it over Italy and Poland, and England over Spain and Croatia. Yeah, England are a legit yes. national team. So with that, the Nations League relegated Germany, Iceland, <laughs> Poland, and Croatia. <laughs> Germany gets relegated. Yes. What is happening? The world is literally upside down right now. I don't understand how so, Germany's bad. Yes. So I mean, I mean, I think the Nations League has gone better than I thought it was going to go because yeah. there's been some good games and teams, specifically the Netherlands, seem to really be thriving because of mm-hmm. it. And it's a chance to rebuild their program. Yeah. Um. But I mean, either way, it's like, can we get back to the real games? I know. That's my issue. It's I, I just I feel, don't yeah. enjoy the international breaks. Jimmy. We did have a question, again, on the USA coaching job. Yes. We won't dwell on this too long. We know that you want Rafa. Yes, and we, we also know, know I want Arsene. We know that Venga. Greg Bearhalter is the coach, yeah. and it's done. It's like it's the worst-kept secret in the world. He, he's going to be the coach. Now that his season's over, um, he, he will be the coach by the end of the year. So well, I think we've answered that. I, I feel I mean, like we've answered I, that I, question. I enough. would have rather it have been to if we're gonna go the MLS route, which it seems like they were always going Unfortunately. to. Unfortunately, I would have rather it been Tata Martinez. Yep. from um from Atlanta, mm-hmm. but it looks like Martino, excuse me, uh, but it looks like he is going to Mexico. He's gonna really? be the Mexican national coach. So Mexico, you strike again. We need to get uh, who is that guy, Miguel? The crazy guy who used Herrera? to play in Mexico. Yeah, is that, is that his name? Yes. Yeah. He, that guy looked like a thumb. He looked like a living version of a thumb. No, yeah, I just liked when he had the gif where they turned him into a Super Saiyan. That was my favorite. Oh, yeah. He's screaming. Um, but I would have rather been him or Oscar Perea, who's also going to Mexico to coach Tijuana. Interesting. So I think we kind of, I don't really like the direction this is going, but I just want them to at least have a manager. Yeah. And start to have some direction. I think we lost a good candidate for a manager. Uh, I think before our last podcast, so I don't think we've publicly aired Claudio Ranieri to Fulham. Yes, I think uh, our dreams are coming to fruition. Well, hey, I've been asking for Fulham. Th- I, I mean, know. and I've seen. Uh, so we have a friend of mine who's a Fulham fan. So I saw a lot of tweets about this. Um, their manager who was there, whose name I I, I can't <coughs> pronounce nor mm-hmm. remember at this moment. Well, he's um, gone now. It doesn't he matter. He gave brought them promotion. He, he was there for that. He played an attractive style of play, which in the end I think is what cost him his job, mm-hmm. was maybe playing too attractive and not bunkering down when they needed to. But I uh, I think Ranieri's a good hire. I think that they have a chance to stay up now. I think he'll make the necessary changes. So I think I'm, that's I'm the perfect appointment. Yeah. I don't think they could have done any better there. Mm-hmm. I love Ranieri. Obviously, I think we all do. 
We have a soft spot yes. from Leicester. But I think that he's a really great manager. Didn't he manage at Chelsea he before yeah. Leicester? That's too? where he became so, the I mean, tinker he man. Has, yeah, he has the credentials there. Yes. And, of course, he's won the Premier League with a mm-hmm. bad side before. Yeah. So, who's uh, yeah. to say that Fulham won't do it next year? <laughs> I'm going to say they won't do it next yeah, year. No. <laughs> I know. But I, I'm very happy that he's back in the Premier League. I yes, think that he's I. a great manager, especially for a team like that that doesn't have a ton of superstars. But... I had something not soccer related. So, do you want to go to that quick, or do you want to answer Gavin's question from Twitter quick? Go to that. Let's let's move around. A this bit. is this is a stupid thing. Go ahead. Okay. I feel like I've ahead. debated this with many people before, and it, it's going to be going to be Hector Bellerin good looking. No, no. I told no. it's not even in the realm of soccer. <laughs> go ahead. It's in the realm of social, social. What what's the word? Not faux pas. Not. Mm, social acceptable to, social right. things okay so, get to the point so jimmy you're a man correct you you, you identify as a man uh, you uh, yes you use the urinal correct why do men at work anywhere you go at the bar at a restaurant why do we pretend like we wash our hands after we use the urinal Go ahead. I know I do wash my hands. Do you I wash your hands? I do wash do my you, hands. Do you pump the soap out and wash your hands, or do you just flick the water on for a second, turn the water off, and then wipe your hands with the towel? I definitely wait. No, listen. No, don't point. See, this me. is a real listen, issue. No, I definitely wash my hands. I mean, I believe you wash your hands. You go to the bathroom, even I don't care what you're doing. You wash your hands. Mm. Um, using the soap in any public restroom depends on one the shape of that restroom and what that yep. soap looks like. As someone who's Worked in property management, mm-hmm. I know what a soap dispenser should look like, and I know what happens when you don't clean a soap dispenser, mm-hmm. which is it builds up mold and disgusting stuff in the dispenser. Mm-hmm. So it's actually worse if you wash your hands with that. So I will always wash my hands with water. Soap really depends on the cleanliness of the bathroom. But if you're not using soap, then you're not killing any germs. That's not true. I don't believe that. I'm pretty sure if you just I'm not the water a scientist, over, like... granted, but I believe if I put water over my hands, they're cleaner than they were before. I guess so, but but something that happens so often. That so I, are you I admitting to not washing your hands? I've is admitted, that what this is about? <laughs> I've had many debates about this. If I'm going to the bathroom to pee, I'm 75% of the time not washing my hands. Because what's the point? I'm, okay, can I'm we, not touching right, anything. This is the end of the podcast. No, I'm not touching anything. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think we all need to stop doing these fake little hand washes. We all know that no one's washing their hands. So quit wasting water. Quit turning on. Quit wasting the uh, the paper. I think you're wrong on this. I think you're really in the wrong. I'm just here. fucking disgusting. I think you're just a sick person. Yeah, you're one I'm of those fucking, creeps. I'm I'm crazy. I'm gross. You're one of those people I judge when I see them walk in the bathroom fu- and walk out without washing their hands. No, I'm I'm the one who's got fucking issues. But uh, we should answer a soccer related question because this is a soccer podcast mostly. Uh, Gavin wrote to us and said, until the USSF, the United States Soccer Federation, yes. dispose of the ridiculous pay-to-play model that currently resides in this country, do you think that the U.S. men's national team can realistically reach their full potential? So many young kids out there whose parents just can't afford for them to play. No. Player and simple, no. Yeah. Um, full potential, no. I think that they can still improve. I think there's easy ways for us as a nation to improve. One is just get better coaching. Mm-hmm. And when we have good coaching, pay to keep them here. Um, you saw Jesse Marsh leave to um, to go into Germany now. So another example of you know not keeping the talent you have, mm-hmm. um, which I understand because you know coaches the same thing as with players. You want to develop, and you're going to have to go to Europe. But that's the problem. So yeah. we need to try to bring in better coaching here. We really need to focus on coaching. I think that's the main issue we have. Mm-hmm. The two main, well, two main issues. One is the coaching, mm-hmm. and two is losing players to other sports, which is still an issue. People will try to avoid it and say, "Oh, it's not a problem," all that, but it is an issue because we have a lot of great athletes who played soccer. And now they they end up going to something else because they see it as a more likely chance to either get a scholarship to college or get a professional career. Mm-hmm. It's too many. You've seen it too often. Um, even for example, there's a basketball college basketball player on the Friars who, from what I've been told was a great soccer player, a youth soccer player and chose to go basketball because he saw it was a better chance for him to, you know, succeed. So that's just a little example and stuff like that. I think is very common. 
So I think getting better coaching help that helps that too. Yeah. But what to Gavin's point about the pay to play is a serious issue. I mean, if you look at these other countries, when there's people who are talented and they identify that from such a young age, it's mm-hmm. crazy how they can do that. They put them in these basically a whole system, school, everything, and set them up to succeed where we set people up to basically fail because it's just a way to make money and it's not to develop the best players. And until we can kind of find a way around that, and I'm not the person to be able to tell you what that is, but until we can find a way around that and to support players, support coaching, support a better system, mm-hmm. we're just not going to be as good as we can be. I, I find it hard to believe. Even in a country this large. That's the thing. I find it hard to believe that we don't have tons of talent here. Yeah. Especially considering, and, and it sounds probably arrogant or maybe unintelligent to say, but in general, American athletes do very well at every single sport yes. worldwide. Pretty much every sport whatever it is, you're going to find a top athlete in it who's American. Mm -hmm. This is the only sport where it's really hard to find that. And I think, you know, I think as the game develops here, because I think you really are seeing growth lately. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see it on ESPN more than I ever saw it before. I see the sport played. And the more you see that, the more you'll get people playing it. And I think as you continue to have a concussion issue with the NFL, you may see more parents being more likely to have their kids play soccer than play football, which I think will help as well. But I I think there's a lot of issues that we need to address. And after watching these U.S. games, I really hope we do because it just makes me sad. It's hard to believe that we can't get one real superstar, Mm -hmm. let alone 11 in a country. What are we, like 350 million? Yeah, Something crazy like that. A lot of people. We got a whole lot of people here and we all stink. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we all stink. Three hundred twenty-five, Jimmy. You know what we have to do to fix this? We need to become coaches. Yes, I think well, next actually, year. Actually, I want to ask you about this. I was thinking about this today. I want to. We've talked about this. I do before. too, but it's just hard because I don't want to coach like little kids. I, I don't want to coach like six-year-olds. I know. I want to coach kids that at least like you can try and have impose some, yeah something like, knowledge but on I, I was tactics. thinking of this i think we would make a hell of a coaching oh, tandem i'll tell so you that funny. much we'd have we have so much fun i know and but the fact is and and you say that and like i think a lot of times people would like oh, have fun oh you're not caring about the kids but we'd have fun trying to actually yeah. do something i'd want to win exactly i'd want to wear my arson vanger jacket on the <laughs> sideline and just pace <laughs> and then have jimmy on the sideline throwing out random hand gestures that would be fantastic i do do a lot of hand movements when i talk <laughs> so it'd be perfect Oh, <laughs> get what back on doing? defense, you mother. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Well, depending on our job situation next season, yes. we can we can talk to someone I at think the local high this. school or something. We, we can find some connections around here. Yeah, I think work. we could. Or maybe even on the weekends. Yeah. Just a few hours. That'd be fun. For but, sure. Jimmy, we also did something fun on this podcast today. We did. We did something we haven't done before. We had some call-ins. Mm-hmm. We had... A few of our closest Twitter friends come on the show. A few of them couldn't make it, unfortunately, but we'll catch you next time there's an international break or something. But today, we had the one and only, the Kush Smoker, Jimmy. We did. And then after him, we had our friend Ryan. Can you pronounce it now? I fucking forgot it. I knew it. I knew you wouldn't be able to do it. Gurrier. Gurrier. Ryan Gurrier. Previously known as Ryan Gurrier. Gurrier. He was on the show. He talked a little bit of Man City with Jimmy. So we're going to let that play. And then after that, Jimmy, the thankfuls. Yeah, we're going to What are really we thankful, thankful for? So enjoy. All right. All right, Jimmy. On the line here, we have one of our most coveted guests. The one and only. One of the most sought after people in the business, the podcast world. His name, Kush Smoker 69 You know him from Twitter. The man and the Mostly lived. Soccer Podcast. The legend himself. Here he is, Kush Smoker. Say hello, Kush Smoker. Yo. What up? <laughs> so, Kush Smoker, we have, I have so many questions for you. The world uh, has fuck. questions. This has been a, a relationship forged over Twitter. <laughs> I want to know, first and foremost, how you found us. Um, You know what? I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I think it was someone I followed. Because as everyone knows, I have my nice burner Twitter account. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I think someone I followed retweeted you guys, so I'll try to find that. I'll try to find that out. Shout them out. Uh, you know, they could use a shirt too. Yeah, Not right. To throw you guys under the bus. Yeah, some people but, are yeah. trying to pay for those shirts. You know, we spend money on that. <laughs> hey, that's how you make your living. I understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I listened to a podcast. 
I saw that Jimmy was a Man City fan. And I got attacked. I listened to maybe five <laughs> minutes of a, an episode. Yep. And, you know, I thought to myself, I got this I got this account, no name. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to go at this guy's throat. <laughs> I put my man on blast. <laughs> that was probably the tweet that spurred me to really want to continue this podcast. The fact that someone yes. felt so strongly about what a piece of shit Jimmy is. Made me. They're not so wrong. They're not wrong in any way. So big rivalry. Yeah. So Kush Smoker, how did the Twitter handle originate? Yes. From a from a uh, man who claims he's going for his CPA exam. Oh yeah. To be an accountant. How did Kush Smoker sixty nine? He's arise? basically the GM of the 76ers He's yeah. just got the there burner account just ripping people. Fuck. Now I gotta change it again. You found me out. <laughs> uh, there's really no backstory, man. I just, uh, <laughs> it's fun sometimes. You just go on. And be an internet troll. Yeah, dude, you got to try it, man. I guess um, so. I mean, if our president could be guys, an internet if troll. I saw this, I'm kind of, I went viral, not viral. Yes, I did see that, and I was very jealous. Did you like that? Yeah, the, uh, the Xbox tweet. That was great. <laughs> yeah. That was so It's funny. like a, uh, a very normal joke. Um... <laughs> Uh, you guys gotta follow to see if you don't follow me already. Uh, <laughs> at Kushsmoker69. Your Twitter handle does not need any more recognition on this podcast. You, you're basically the third host of this podcast at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you, uh, you know, you follow slash stalk a podcast. Eventually, <laughs> you keep pestering and they'll let you on. So that's anyone who wants some, uh, wants to get their name out there. That's what you gotta do. Yeah. Are Are you willing to give away your actual name, first name? To the people. Uh, if yeah, not, that's it's, uh, it's Trill. Trill. Oh, all right, fine, close enough. Trill Gates. Trill Gates, <laughs> the one and only. No. You guys know too much. You got my phone number now. Oh yeah, I got my home address, my security, uh, social I'll, security number. I'm gonna start using your credit yes, card. This was soon. all a big front. This yeah. has been a long con. <laughs> this is a long con. <laughs> <laughs> We've been just trying to steal identities. So podcast. So how many podcasts are you listening to before we get into talking Arsenal? Because overall, uh, overall, how many podcasts? Um, probably not too many. Not as many as you'd think. Okay, probably like six. Oh, that's nothing. That makes me feel a lot better about you listening to us. <laughs> I thought you were like blowing through forty podcasts a day and like. Yeah, just trolling all of them <laughs> obsessively. Yes, but that's uh, just you guys. yeah, but Kush Smoker, you're a big Arsenal fan. How did that happen, and how long have you been an Arsenal fan? Ooh. Um, Are you a new school, or is this uh, kind of a longer I mean, it's definitely bond? not old. Um, I'm in a weird situation. I actually never played soccer growing up. Okay. Um, so I actually became a fan 2011 or 12. It was right after Van Persie left. Yes, that's when I started to really love Arsenal. When Van Persie was playing, I was a yeah. huge Van Persie fan. That was my first jersey. Which you still have. Oh, really? Yeah, which, which is now Fitzbrook. Brook, yeah, I was going to say, now it's Brookster. <laughs> yeah, you burned it. Yeah, pretty close. I actually no, have two um, of them. Pretty embarrassing reason. Uh, on FIFA, it was Theo Walcott and yep. the Ox. Say the less, Kush Smoker. The, FIFA's going to play a role in this podcast. We have today. a very, very similar backstory of, of our uh, Arsenal fandom. I mean, I, yeah. I was a soccer fan from way back, Italy in 06, when they won the World Cup. That's what really sparked it for me. But as far as Arsenal, it was my brother and I would play FIFA. He was Chelsea, and I was always Arsenal. And, well, as well, it started with Thierry Henry being unstoppable in FIFA. But yep. it eventually became Theo Walcott and Van Persie. And even the ox. You throw the ox in on the left, the walk And the right. Russian. Who is the Russian? Andrea Sharvin. Yes, Sharvin. Yes. Yeah, he was awesome. Oh my God. He was a FIFA god. That yeah. guy was incredible. But playing against Peter Cech and Chelsea was fucking impossible. And now on Arsenal, he stinks. The fucking helmet. <laughs> yes, the helmet. <laughs> but, I like how uh, you recognize, you named Thierry Henry there. And then also Walcott in the same size, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they're about the same FIFA stature. Theo Walcott. Can't hit a shot in real life. It'll burn you down the corner and cut inside yeah. and bang a shot in FIFA. That's absurd. That's what sucks about FIFA. Actually, uh, I actually didn't buy this year's FIFA. Good for you. Smart. You're a smart man. Um, yeah. 
it's not worth it because it's the same game every year yeah. and then you just yeah. put money into it and then it makes you sad it's a money pit it's really a money pit <laughs> absolutely we have a friend who spent was it five hundred dollars on fifa points this year so yeah <laughs> He also has a podcast, but we won't. It's a it's a football podcast. Maybe we shouldn't throw yeah, him under well, the bus like that. Him. Um, so, Kush Smoker, hey. let's get into the soccer just a little bit because we yep. know you're on a time crunch here. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal this year. What are your thoughts on Unai Emery? How do you feel about the signings that we've had? And I, let's just hear about that before I ask my next big question. Um. You know what? To borrow from another uh, organization, trust the process. Trust the process. Um, I agree with that. I did not. I mean, I wasn't expecting to do terrible this year, but I think we've, I don't want to say we've overachieved because they, I mean, they had a good run. They're still on a good run. Uh, Some recent results are pretty poor. Yeah. But I think, like, their beginning games, they definitely. They, I mean, they struggle from, to start games. They yeah. do well to end them. But I mean, if you, if whenever you watch the game, it's not like they were doing that bad. No, so, uh, that's why first half Arsenal is a different team from second half Arsenal this year. Right. And that's fine as long as you're getting results. But like you said, these past few weeks we've kind of struggled to get those results yeah. against teams that we really should beat. Well, and I was fine with that going into the season, but um, as soon as we started playing really well, unfortunately, I got my hopes. Uh, got my hopes up. This is, I feel like that's an Arsenal fan thing that you yeah. just you ride the wave. It's a, just an yeah. emotional roller coaster. It absolutely is. One win, and all of a sudden, you're going to challenge for the league. One loss, and all of a sudden, the season's over. Everybody's terrible. Just wow. tell everyone. <laughs> I, I think it's just a big fan base, especially when you go online. You see comments like under a Granite Jaka Instagram post telling him to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's me and my burner. Yeah, I think you just see different opinions just because it's such a, a large fan base. And the, the some ex- people will overreact. Yeah, the expectations of Arsenal should be much higher than they are. I think a lot of fans of different teams think like, "Oh, Arsenal's like a fourth, fifth place team," but realistically, right. we have the money and backing behind the club where we should be challenging for the title every year, if not winning it. So fans of the club are super frustrated and that's why it's an emotional roller coaster. Cause like <laughs> in the back of our mind, I feel like we all think like we have players that we should be like a third, fourth, fifth team. But like in our hearts, we're like, we definitely need to be challenging. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that last week. One of the richest yeah. clubs in the world. There's no, there should be no excuse. Yeah, I agree. But Chris Smoker, my next question was, if you had to kill one, oh, no. would it be Mustafi or would it be Granite Xhaka? It's taking a really oh. dark turn. <laughs> Damn. That's like uh, the Hitler and Stalin. Yeah. Uh, Michael Scott, you're going to line them up. Two, <laughs> you if had you had two, two bullets, <laughs> and it was Toby, Granite Xhaka, and Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you shoot? You shoot Toby twice. Uh, yeah. I'd sh- Dude, are those do that to me. are those your least favorite players? Can I ask you that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, not even close. I think that's the general consensus. Uh, you see, I mean, there are some weeks where you look and they're like, "Oh, I see." You know, they're they're solid. They're playing well, and then it's literally just like the next five minutes they'll give away give away a goal, pretty much just yeah. hand it to them. They have zero awareness. It seems like the both of them. Yeah. They're both such great athletes, but they're just so dumb. And they're always they have been better. Yeah. This oh, they've year, been great. They've been they've been great compared to what they have been last year. Uh, especially right. Mustafi. Mustafi has been amazing compared to last year. But Jaka is just, still Mustafi is just a fucking wild man. Sometimes he like, is. I don't know what goes through the his slides. Head. The slides are just insanely <laughs> stupid. He has yep. zero regard for being in the box. He just doesn't care. No. And Jaka sometimes he's the hothead. Yeah, but, but he, he's not like the hothead that I expected when they were talking about, oh, he had the most red cards in the Bundesliga, stuff like that. Like, he yeah. hasn't been that player. So. No, you, you got to be that, though. You got to have reckless. one or two guys. I know yeah. Licksteiner is like that. Um, so, yeah. Who is, and maybe this will be the last question for you because I know you got to go. Uh, who is your favorite Arsenal player this year? Right now? Right now. If you were going to buy uh, a jersey, who who would you put on the back? 
has to be Lacazette. Yeah, I think Lacazette is a big fan favorite right now. I Rob think. Holding. Yeah, I think aside from <laughs> Rob Holding, Lacazette yep. might be my number two. Rob Holdini. And uh, all right, this will be the actual last question. What are your thoughts on Aubameyang? Good. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, if you had to give him a one bite review. Uh, five, right in the middle. Five, um, rookie score. Rookie score. What is rookie five? Score. You gotta give okay, it a okay. point. Right, five, <laughs> five point one. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, it seems low, but I mean, he has great stats. But when you actually watch him, I think he could have I don't know five more goals. I can think of five, yep. four or five sitters he's missed. Yep. Totally agree. Um, Super frustrating. So yeah, you can't you can't say he's bad because of his stats. He's obviously been, you know, scoring. Um, but whenever you see, I just seems like aside from that one goal outside of the box. Yeah, um, and it, they're just kind of like pointless goals. It feels like. Yeah, it, I mean, I guess that is a skill to be in the right place at the right time. But yeah. All right, Kush, all right, Kushmoker. All right. Hold on, Arsenal. Uh, where are they finishing in the table? Oh, um, <laughs> the third last question. Moment of truth. The moment of truth question. Um, fourth. Ugh. Not obsolete. Ugh. This is three, accurate. Let's second. See. Keep going. No. no. <laughs> All right. See, I'm fine with it though. They need like just because it doesn't happen this season, they needed to change something, and I think the wheels are spinning right now. I agree. Trust the process. Yeah, there you go. The 76ers GM. Thank Thank you, you, Chris Smoker, for coming on. Continue to tweet at us. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. Have a good good one. one. See you, fellas. See See ya. All right. Our next guest on the podcast today is another one of our great Twitter friends, Ryan G. We won't butcher his name. We'll have him sound it out for us. Uh, He's going to talk a little bit of Man City with Jimmy today, and he's also taking the train. So... If there is some bad sound quality, please excuse us. Yes. All right, Ryan. We are live on the podcast now. Say hello to the mostly soccer world. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, all right. I had you. I had you a little bit quiet there. Let's try that again. <laughs> <It's your fault. laughs> that one's on me. All right. Hey, how's it going, everyone? All right. There we go. Uh, so, Ryan, before you get into the city talk with Jimmy, I have a few questions for you. One. All right. Was. How did you find us? I think well, his we name. know the answer. Can we that. ask his, how oh, to pronounce his name shit. first? We should ask you. Pronounce that last name. Oh, the last name? <laughs> so the last name is it's a French last name. So the French pronunciation is Guerrier, but the English pronunciation is like it's Gurrier. Gurrier? Or Gur- what do you prefer? Gurrier. I think I, I like Gurrier. Gurrier. I, I like Gurrier. Yeah, it's, it's the English pronunciation, so go Gurrier. All right, I'm going Gurrier because I'm going to remember that. So the next time you tweeted us, I won't butcher it. Uh, you say that now. Yeah. So uh, I think you found us through a mutual friend. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a fan. I don't think we, need to, we don't need to delve too much into that, but we do need to delve into some of the city stuff because I think you've tweeted at us more than anyone and you've had some hot, hot takes. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and you were a man who discounted Liverpool from the early beginning. And uh, I think I agreed with you for the most part after watching them play Arsenal. So what was it about Liverpool that really threw you off, that made you think that these guys weren't legit? <laughs> so the thing about Liverpool is, like, what, what, they're, what they were lacking was their defense. They obviously fixed that with Van Dyke coming in, so they fixed that. But this season, after bringing in all these midfielders, they had an abundance of midfielders. So that's why you always see them switching up their midfield lineup like every single game. They never have like a set midfield lineup yet. So they're always changing it up, mm-hmm. mind you. And then during their game, all of their attack, most of their attack runs through just setting their balls in wide and setting them in. Or sending them in behind so Salah can run in behind so Mane can run behind it and come and get it. Yeah. Um, also, they don't have a midfield playmaker. They have a lot of box-to-box midfielders who will go back and forth and defend, but they don't have a set playmaker 
Like last year, they had Oxlade Chamberlain playing that midfield role. He will go and set up their plays. Like he would score a shot from distance, or he'll set up a play. Like he'll set up plays. But then he got injured last season. That really hurt them last season when they were like around that second place range with Manchester United. Yeah. Then he got injured, and they tanked it and, and dropped to like fourth place. Yeah, I and think that's he, my big problem with them too. Is that lack of a yeah. real superstar in midfield? Well, I think kind of with what Ryan was saying is that I think that's why they were in on Fakir from Lyon to be that creative attacking player. And I think they were planning on getting him. So I'm wondering if kind of that was their whole plan for the season was to have that player in there. And without having him and without having the Ox who's injured, you're kind of seeing maybe a little limitation in the midfield. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this is still a team that hasn't lost. I mean, I feel like in in the league. So I feel like we kind of sometimes we're almost discounting them a little too much, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, as of now, Chelsea, Liverpool, and City, all three are still undefeated. Yeah, that that train is coming in hot right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Jimmy. Yes, we bashed our, we bashed Liverpool a little bit, as Manchester City fans would do. What what questions do you have for Ryan here? Uh, Ryan, here's a question I have for you. Um, I've said on this show, and I've said to Mike off the show, that in order for City to really win, I think, multiple trophies this year, I think they need to bring in some cover from Fernandinho. Is that something you agree with, or am I just being crazy? That's something I definitely agree with, because if you look back to the first maybe three, four games of the season, um, you could you could see that Fernandinho was looking a little sloppy the first few games and then obviously he picked it up and then he started being like one of the best midfielders in the entire league but he was a little shaky so and they don't have they haven't had a backup for him in the last few years at all yep. and so it was literally just him playing that role and they don't have anyone in reserves who can play yeah sure they can play like Gundogan and have him play that role but we've all seen how Gundogan plays in that role it's not as effective as Fernandinho obviously so they definitely do need someone to yeah. Give you a backup for him. Give oh. him a break. Yeah. I yeah, I, that's yeah, that's how exactly how I feel. I don't feel there's really anybody in the team who I think Delph might be the best cover for him, but now with Mendy injured again, Delph's gonna need to be a left back, so you kinda lose that option. Whatever happens True. to Danilo? Danilo Danilo's there. He's a right back, <laughs> technically. He's also not very good. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh Danilo. <laughs> Danilo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> he's, just laughable. Yeah, he is kind of, he's just a very forgettable player. I think he's the best way to describe I him. Could, I could do that. He was Danilo in because role. he was in and out of injury. So, like, yeah. he kind of Yeah, you kind of have to feel for him that he never really got a run in. He'd play one game and then he'd be on the bench for the next five. So, it's kind of hard to get yeah. in rhythm. He, he did play, like, very well. Whatever, all the games he did play, like, for example, when he played against, I believe it was Burnley. He was he was playing um very high up and he, was, he he even got the only goal in that game. Yeah. When they tied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's play well when he does. Yeah, I think he's a good player against lower level competition. I think it's just he's kind of he doesn't offer you the same ability going forward with pace that Walker or Mendy offer you. So I think that's why you oh, don't really sure. see him too much. But back to the point about cover for Fernandinho. Who would be your ideal cover? Because we've heard a lot of different players. We've seen De Jong being linked from Ajax. Um, Tan guy is Ndombele. Ndombele from uh, from uh, Lyon. A couple other players as well, uh, being my boy Ruben Neves. So, so I, that's where I lean. Right? Am I the only one? Do you agree? Is that your ideal no replacement? No way. No way. I. Oh man! Um, Ndombele had just re-signed a contract with Leon, so he's not. I don't know why City is consistently being linked with him. He's not leaving that club. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Ruben Neves, I am like you. First of all, I really like Wolves. I like watching them play. Yeah. And I would love to see Ruben Neves in the future. That would be fantastic. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. That, um, exactly. but there are so many options in case we don't get. Like De Young or Neves, something like that. There's so many people that we get. I remember last year we were linked with Mario Lamina in case we didn't get Ew. um one of the other midfield targets. And I would have loved to see Lamina because, mind you, he was the only player on Southampton when we thrashed up. He was the only player who was actually giving it his all and yeah. actually showed that he could 
like maybe potentially be a threat to see that game. Yeah. Well, Mike. Mike Mike's making a very very Lamina. nasty face. We're talking about the guy who used to play for South. Southampton. He does right? play for Southampton. He used to play, he for, used Juventus, to play for Juventus, yeah. And now he plays for Southampton. Yes. That bad team that yes. really stinks. But that's a, I don't think that's fair to judge him based on his teams. I mean, I remember him being like a potential star at Juventus, and then they just kind of got rid of him and shipped him out. But, I mean, if you're looking for someone, you're going to have to take someone who may not, they have to accept a role where they're not going to start the big games. Because, yeah. I mean, if Fernandinho's healthy, he's starting those games. Yeah. So it's oh, tough. oh, we're going through a oh. wind tunnel. Ryan is going through a wind tunnel on this train. Um, so with that, what is? Do you have anything else you want to say about City? Like, what's your take on the season? I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine it's not a positive one with how things have gone. But do you have any interesting feelings about how things are going right now? Um, I honestly am unbelievably enamored with how this team plays the season. Especially considering how good that they were last season, you could you could definitely tell that they are playing better than they did last season, which is un, which is unreal considering how they played last season. But I am very impressed with the way Sterling has been this season. It has been unbelievable, and very impressed with how Bernardo Silva has been this season. And my personal favorite, who is actually my favorite player of all time, not even just my favorite City player of all time, but David Silva. He's been unbelievable this season. He's scoring. I remember I heard you on your one of your last episodes. You say, "Oh, he's scoring goals now," and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so true." He's, he's scoring like what five and, and five and five games. Yes. Yep. I could score goals on Manchester United. City. <laughs> I could score on Manchester City, Ryan. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think the team's leveling up in so many ways, and I think that there's just there's even a next step to take. Once they can find a way to get Sané going again, too. Because I don't think he's been at his best this year. Um, and I think... Oh, the train. The, tra- the, train the, the train agrees with me. Yeah. Is the train Has the train gone overboard? I think the train's overboard. Are you there, Ryan? All right. What were you saying, Jimmy? No, I was saying, I just think what the train agreed with me, but what I was saying was I think if they can figure out how to get Sané rolling yeah. back to where he was last year, then that just is going to add another facet to the team. And I have very high hopes for this season. Um, I'm hoping it ends in Madrid is all I'm going to say. That's where I believe it will, too. Ryan, are they winning the Champions League? Are they winning the Champions League? Oh, it's up between them and you guys to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, that I, fair. I, I'm still back in Atletico Madrid. That might be a bold take. Oh, Atletico. At yeah. home? You think they're going to take I, it at I home? I'd like to see Atletico in the final. Maybe Atletico City final. They're just a hard team to beat over two legs. That's why I think they'll at least have a deep run in yeah, this tournament. That is true. But, Ryan, the last thing that I wanted to ask you was, how did you become a Manchester City fan? Because this is, I'm very interested in these backstories. <laughs> oh, um, well, like I said, David Silva was my favorite player, or still is my favorite player. I don't know why he's in past tense. <laughs> and so, watching him play got me interested in him and the club he played for, yep. and that got me into City. And I started watching City play. I became a fan of the team and fell in love with the team. And I've been a diehard blue ever since. Yeah. Um, my cousin also helped because he got me into uh, Premier League football also. So he also got me into watching the league. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, I couldn't really watch the unless I watched EPL. So yeah. he's also in He's a Chelsea fan, mind you. Uh, so. Yeah, my brother's a Chelsea fan, so I know that pain. <laughs> but, all right, Ryan. Uh, I think we're going to let you go because there's a lot going on in the background here. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you for coming on the podcast, and thank you for being a dedicated listener and fan. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. All right, man. We'll see you. Thanks. Bye. All right, Jimmy. Now we're back from those beautiful interviews. Truly beautiful. Brought a tear to my eye just listening to them, splicing them together for us. Yes. I hope you like the sound of the trains. Yeah. Uh, Ryan exposed this to what life is like on the MBTA in yes. Boston. And Kush Smoker, just just a classic. An instant classic. Anytime he gets on Twitter, anytime he 
course. Gets involved with the Mostly Soccer Podcast. So thank you to those two. Yes. And uh, in the future, if anyone else wants to be on, you know, shoot us a DM. Mm-hmm. And maybe the next time yeah, there's an international break. We've got a couple lined up, hopefully. Yeah. To try to pull together. So, But, Jimmy, you had an idea for a segment. Yes. A Thanksgiving themed segment. Yes. The thankfuls, you'll call them. What are you them. thankful for? In the soccer world. Of course. So I want you to go because you, you said that you had three of them lined up. We'll go one for one. One for one. Okay. Well, first, and it feels very fitting today, I am thankful that we are finally at the end of this cycle for the U.S. soccer. Um, in the last year, pretty much, a year and a month, we've seen them miss the World Cup and then proceed to not hire a coach for over a year mm-hmm. and play some weird unnecessarily friendlies against good teams that they had no right playing when they don't have a coach and just don't have any set group of team. And I'm happy that this is over. I expect them to have a new coach by the beginning of the year. The current interim coach's contract runs out at the end of December. So I am thankful that this is over and I can get to actually being happy to watch the U.S. play again, I hope. Hmm. So I'm very thankful for that. That's a good one, Jimmy. Uh, Mine... You know who I'm thankful for, Jimmy? Unai Emery. Ooh, Unai. As we talked about a little bit with our good friend, Kush Smoker, trust the process, and the process mm-hmm. has been paying off well for the Arsenal. Uh, I think that we've taken the steps in the right direction, Jimmy. I think that this year we're going to surprise a few people. I don't think we're finishing fourth. I think we're finishing higher than that. I think we're going to at least get third, at the very least. But I think Unai has done a great job transforming the arsenal culture while keeping the style of play that we enjoy watching granted only in the second half of arsenal games but i think that we should all be thankful for unai emery as arsenal fans and fans of the premier league Mm -hmm. we haven't declined like a manchester united did when they (laughs) get new managers so i'm very thankful for that what's your next one jimmy my next one is i don't know how to put this exactly but pretty much everything that made me end up falling in love with City. Um, I started watching City routinely pretty much every game as much as I could. It was a little harder at that time because I worked on the weekends. The season, Just the season before that they actually won their first title under Roberto Mancini. Um, so this is Yaya Torre, Samir Nasri. Mm-hmm. David Silva group that kind of that trio with Aguero and Jeco and Tevez and that whole group but really the Silva Nasri is Kimberly Samir Nasri making a reference here but yeah. a that, former Arsenal those, man yeah those players and just that whole team I love that team it was mm-hmm. Lescott Michael Richards Zabaleta Joe Hart just, remember Lescott Lescott oh yes my God. <laughs> and hair. obviously company obviously Aguero just class players all around Mario Balotelli yep. just that team was a team that really made me become the fan I am today mm-hmm. the reason why I'm doing this podcast now that like dove all the way in yep. because I think a big thing with sports is you have to have some team that you really support I think yep. you need that some people argue, oh, you can, you know, teams change like players. No, I like when I have a team to follow and root for, got me a reason to get interested in. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I had no clue about all the different cups and competitions, and I figured it out by following the team. Um, so I always recommend that to people is try to pick a team and follow them. Yep. I think it makes it easier. And so I'm thankful that I found the team that I support. And yeah, I got lucky that they just happen to have tons <laughs> of money and like to succeed. That so. oil royal, baby. Yes, the oil royal. <laughs> Mine was going to be another Arsenal reference, but you've inspired me to dig deeper into my passion, okay. Jimmy. I'm thankful for all that Arsenal has given me in terms of happiness, mm-hmm. in terms of joy, in terms of sadness even, and in terms of what they've given me in being a Premier League fan. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I got very lucky somehow, and I won that contest. And uh, prior to that, I went to London with uh, a good friend of ours, Matt Butler, who was featured on the podcast yes. a while ago. And he gave us a nice fixture yeah, schedule. Yeah, and I have to say, that trip where, you know, I had no idea where I was in mm-hmm. the world and just kind of went to London to go watch Arsenal play, and it it gave me some of the best experiences I've had in my life. And so thank you to Matt for taking me along under his wing because mm-hmm. he's a native Londoner. <laughs> and uh, I'm more thankful for this, though, Jimmy. The first Arsenal game I went to 
January 1st, 2017. Scorpion. Drew Scorpion kick. How fucking crazy is that? That is. That I got to see yeah, the so Drew Scorpion good. kick, the winner of the Puskas Award, live in person. Well, that doesn't mean as much and, as it used to. Yeah, that's after true. This after last the, year. <laughs> who was it that Mo was? Sama. Yeah, for that garbage goal. But I'm thankful for that. Um, just so much that the Premier League has given me has been so fun. And uh, I'm happy yes. that we're doing this, Jimmy. I'm thankful for the podcast. As you said, those deep-seated roots mm-hmm. that got us in long ago, as I was talking about with Kushmoke, the Robin Van Persies of the world. <laughs> they got me into it, and I'm thankful for that. Okay. So I said three each, but I'm going to cheat. I have two more still. Oh, So I'm going to do them both. One is we're talking about what got us into it. I'm going to swear it started it all, basically two of them, 2006 and 2010 World Cups. Yes. The 2006 originally, first oh. time I ever watched it. Yep. The headbutt. Yes. All of it. Oh, so, PKs, so many iconic moments yes. in that. The Francesco, yeah, Francesco I, Totti. Yes. The penalty kicks. Totti. Headbutts. Tony. Oh. Del Piero. Gattuso. Gattuso. Cannavaro. Oh, oh, my what God. A yeah, team that I mean, was. that started it. And then the 2010 World Cup with Spain. Yeah. The Iniesta goal. Yep. David Villa goals that he continued to score with mm-hmm. his terrible little soul patch he was rocking. <laughs> I, I remember it all in uh, in Diego Forlan at that World Cup. Yeah. Those two World Cups really just made me fall in love with the sport. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me seek out the team which I ended up finding with City. But that's where yep. it all started. And then the last thing I have to say is just to all the people who support this podcast, yeah. I am so thankful for all of them. The people who tweeted us. People who ask us questions, who bust us on Twitter, who all of it. Anybody who listens, left us a review, all of that. Super thankful for everybody there. Yes. So that's my big one. I agree with that. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and providing us feedback, reviews, everything that you do to keep the show going, to keep us motivated to do it. We thank you for that because we enjoy doing it. Yes, very much. But, Jimmy, I won't overshadow that nice ending with another <laughs> thankful. I was just going to say I'm thankful for Lucas Torreya, but everyone knows that already. As everybody should be. Yes. We should all be thankful for our, Lucas Torreya. Our little Uruguayan and Galo Conte. <laughs> He's great. But, Jimmy, something we didn't get to do last podcast, yes. our predictions. Yes. The yes, meat of back. the show. What you guys should all be thankful for is the predictions because they've been hot. Yes. As far I mean, as we know. We, we seem to do pretty good. Yeah, at least we think we do. We yes. don't go back and listen usually. We're just like, yeah, I think we hit that one. We should start <laughs> writing them down. Uh, maybe someone will do that for us. Jimmy, we get back into the Premier League action on Saturday. Yes. And do you know who headlines that action? Go on, tell me. On NBC Sports Gold. Tell me. Sports Gold. Yeah. Oh, no. NBC Sports well, Gold. we have Sports Gold. Yeah, at 10 a.m., we have Brighton. Yes. At home, the Amex, Jimmy. Fortress. A fortress against Leicester City. Who do you have? 1-0. Brighton. Glenn. I like that. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. I That's like actually, that we forgot. We're thankful for Glenn Murray. Don't yes. forget that. Oh, fuck's sake. How could I forget? <laughs> Never forget. That was unspoken. Yeah. 1-0, I think, is a good score. I'll go 2-1. Glenn Murray brace. Easy. Ooh. Everton. At home versus Cardiff. Also at 10 a.m. 3-0 Everton. Cardiff's Cardiff had a good. nice run. I know. But Everton, I, I like kind of where Everton's going. They're scoring goals lately. I like um, Bernard's becoming really involved. Yeah. Richarlison continues to do his thing. I, um, I, I'm riding Everton. All right. Now. I'm going to go 2-1. Two, 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 I'll give Cardiff a goal here, but I think Everton is going to win. I don't think that one goal is going to really give them a hard time either. It might be like a late one. Next game. This is an interesting one. I think Ranieri will like this one for his first game. Fulham versus Southampton. What do you think, Jimmy? Does Claudio Ranieri in his managerial debut for Fulham get a win? This yes. is the perfect game he for it. He does. He does. Because like I agree. you said, this is the perfect one for it. I'm going to go 2-1 Fulham. This is a six-pointer. Yes. This is yes, an immediate really six-pointer for Ranieri. You're going 2-1? 2-1 Fulham. I don't think he fixes that defense all the way. No, I'll, I'll go 3-2. I don't know how Southampton are going to score goals, but I think that Fulham can, he, and they looks will. Like Danny Ings is injured too again. Shocking. Mm. But Charlie Austin's matter? been in pretty good form lately. So <laughs> Charlie Austin, remember when he was supposed to be really good too? He had a good year, two yeah. good years really. QPR. <laughs> yeah, QPR. Oh my goodness. 
I think we're. I think that gives us some credit for being older Premier League fans <laughs> that we still remember the QPR days. Uh, next game, Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. United are at home. I'm gonna go two 0 to United. Um, I could see this being sneaky. We I tried to you know force Palace have the sneaky win last time against Tottenham. Yeah, and they put up a good fight, but I think um, I just think United win this one. Yeah, I mean that's fair. They are at home and they are Manchester yeah. United. But I can't stop giving Palace sneaky wins, Jimmy. One <laughs> zero, Crystal Palace. Okay. Uh, I don't believe it, but I'm gonna predict it. One zero. No goal for Marty L F C. No. Continue. Forget Marty L. A goal for Big Wolf. Big Wolf. A better player. Uh, who's better, Wilfred Zaha or Marty L? If you had to pick one to join City, go. One, two, three. Marty L. Wrong. Wilfred Zaha. I like Wilfred Zaha. But I, I think Marty is extremely talented. Yeah, but I like Zaha. So do I. Yeah. But he also he also hits the ground <laughs> so often. That's true. That's true. Zaha's just fun. And I don't like United, so I wouldn't take Marty <laughs> Uh Watford at home versus Liverpool. This could be interesting, but I think it will not be. 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah, I think even though Sean Anderson will probably pick Watford by a billion here. I'm going to have to go 2-0 Liverpool. I, I don't think this is going to be as good as it looks on paper. Uh, the game that is on TV, though, at 10 o'clock, Jimmy, all those games are on NBC Sports Gold. The game that's on, West Ham versus Manchester City. Yes. Can you tell me why Brighton and Leicester aren't on? Because Pellegrini's playing yeah. against his own club. Yeah. That's why. Who do you got? West Ham are at home. 3-1 City. Uh, I got... F- hmm. Mm, I thought for a second that Joe Hart was on West Ham for some no, reason. So I was he about was to last year. Five, yeah. Last year. I was about to fire out a five, <laughs> but I stopped myself. Uh, it's Fabianski. Don't disrespect Yeah, I like Fabianski. Like Fabianski's good. I'll go four to one, Manchester City. I think they're going to tear him apart, even at home. Next game, 1230, Jimmy. This is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Tottenham Hotspur mm-hmm. at home, in quotation marks, yes. versus Chelsea. Yes. What do you have? I'm turning this on you. I want to hear you at first. Tottenham are going to steal some points away from them. I'm going to actually say they're going to win. I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham. I second that to yeah. the T. Um, Deli Ali is going to score. I, I feel like he's due. He's going to score this game. I say Deli Ali and Erickson both score. Another game I saw in person, Jimmy. Tottenham versus Chelsea, where Deli Ali put yes. two identical goals past Chelsea. So I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna end Chelsea's undefeated run. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Chelsea have been looking like they've been wanting to lose lately. So I think this is the game. There's another even at Wembley. Yeah, yeah this is. Oh I, I, no, I, I, Jimmy! I, see it. I know, I know where no, you're going. No, 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 no! Bournemouth at home versus Arsenal. Yes. Fuck me. And it's at 8.30 a.m. Who do you got, Jimmy? This is a tough one. It shouldn't be. It is a tough oh, one. Oh, I know it is. I'm going to go... I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. Mm. And the draws continue for I Arsenal. I hate that so much. I hate it so much. I could see Arsenal beating up on them almost, though. I could see it. Bournemouth give us trouble. I, I just I like Bournemouth's team. We've said it a lot how much we like their talent. So I think they're gonna get some goals. Um, I'll go and two, Arsenal's mm. just such a slow starter in so many yeah. games. So I think two two. I think Bournemouth gets up on him. Arsenal comes back and is the draw. Yeah. I I think three one, but Bournemouth score first. Uh, I think Arsenal are gonna win this game still. It, it'll be like a nervy three one, like mm-hmm. like we'll yeah. score quick after halftime and then. Get the lead and then that, Get just the lead that and third then that one third, near the end. Yeah, the third one they're pressing. I can see that. Yeah, I think that's a fair prediction. Next we have Wolves versus Huddersfield. Not a bad game. Uh, not a great game. But this is one that could go either way. Yeah. This, yeah. I'm going to go Wolves 2-0. Um, I thought that they looked solid against Arsenal better than they've looked in their last couple games. So I think, um, I think they'll get the win here. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. I don't know why I just feel like Huddersfield are going to get a point. They've been rolling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Monday we have a game, Burnley and Newcastle. Another potential six-pointer. Yeah. I'm going to go Newcastle. I, That's not bad. I, I, but I think it's just a one-nil. Just a one-nil. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Burnley like to let up like four. 
Yeah, they they've been better though. They yeah, looked better the last game. Mm, one one draw. Or this, uh, I don't want to say zero zero, but I feel like this could Ooh, be a zero zero. A nil nil on Monday night. Oh, yeah. that's that's always tough. It's rough for the I'll, league. I'll go one one, but in my heart, I think zero zero. I we should say too. This is a next week's thing, but there's a Friday night the next week, too. So we'll talk about oh, that yeah. next week. But I always like when there's a Friday night. I always want to point it out. Friday night football. Yes. But, Jimmy, I have one more thing before we do the plugs. I want to plug something else. Go ahead. That's not us. Okay, that's, that's uh, fine. Poor Souls. It's a clothing brand run by Matt Baller's younger brother. Oh, I like yeah, it. It's like a skateboard brand. We're not skateboarders. No. Not, we're not the we're not the uh, clientele, but no, I like it. But you know, check out their website, poorsouls.co, not com. They com. couldn't get the prime domain. They had to settle <laughs> for .co. But they have some cool stuff up there. I've ordered a hat. I've ordered a t-shirt. I'm all in on poor souls. I'm an investor. I'm a shark. So give them it. a look. And Jimmy, do you want me to hit them with the plugs? I feel like I'm I'm ready to hit them with the plugs. After yeah, I think so it's frequently. time. You know what? It's time. <clears throat> All right. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Soccer Mostly. It's the same for both. If you haven't already, write us in an email, please. Email us at mostlysoccershow at gmail.com. And most of all, please leave us a five star review on the iTunes store. The iTunes store? Is that what it's called now? Yeah. I think Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcast app, iTunes store. If you listen to us on You were doing so laptop, good. I know. I always fuck it up. This is why I've had you do it for the past 25, 30 <laughs> episodes. But I think that's it, Jimmy. Yes. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Yes, and very much. We'll and see you next week. Spend time with your family. Share the podcast with them, too. Yeah, steal all their phones. Yes. Five-star reviews. 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 All right. Have happy, a good one, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>